Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black, author of the 1-100 Leadership Solution, How to Be the Leader You Would Want. I'm a leadership coach, facilitator, dad to an amazing son, and all-around nice guy. At least I think so. I think we're as connected a society as we've ever been, yet we're more disconnected than ever. I want to change that. My purpose and passion is to help you learn to connect so you can be a better leader, a better parent, a better partner. This episode is part of my weekly 10-minute Tuesday series where I present a particular topic that will help you to connect with others and then lead. Connected leadership, it matters. Remember to subscribe and thanks for listening. Okay, let's do this. A bunch of people down on the front lines. You have middle management. Now, depending on your agency, you may have more middle management than you have people doing actual work, but that's okay. But ultimately, the whole thought is everyone supports the leader, right? You feed information up. You feed uh, options up. You do business cases. They all go up. Everything like that heads up so that the leaders can make decisions. Would you agree that that's typically how organizations function? What about within teams? Same kind of thing. This is kind of a microcosm. This can be at the team environment. So whether it be you know, a pump crew, whether it be you're working as a PIO now and now you have an information cell, right? So, hey, I'm the leader. Everyone supports me, gives me what I need to do my job. Okay, that's pretty typical. A few problems with that. We'll talk about it. We actually need to get rid of this model. We really, really do. Myriad reasons, and we'll get into those. All right. Now, let's take a look at these. Oops. Uh, all right. Okay. Culture of fear. This is what I would characterize as toxic leadership styles. And think about them through the lens of building or taking away respect. Okay? Because remember, we're talking about that's where we want to get to for leaders. We want to get to that respect power as quickly as we can. So think about this in, the, in taking the respect away. Culture of fear. How many people have been raised in a family or have been in a sports environment or at work where it's a culture of fear, where you will do this, otherwise something bad will happen. Show of hands, how many people have been exposed to that? All right, what's the down, okay, what's the positive of that? Believe it or not, there is a positive. Yeah, absolutely you get things done, for sure. If I can walk in, say, by the way, this is, needs to be done by 11.15, otherwise you're all fired, right? Okay, everyone will be like, oh man, okay, let's get her done. So you're gonna get stuff done, for sure. What's the downside of it? You know what, we've all worked for yellers, you know? And the first time, you're scared poopless, like, oh man. But then what happens after a while if that is the number one tech? This one right here, what, any idea what that might represent? Uh, micromanager. Here, I, this is one of my favorites. All right, I have never sat in an interview where my manager said, hey, just so you know, my leadership style is micromanagement. That's how I, that's how I, that's how I manage. Never have once have I heard that. But I do hear words like, uh, I'm very detail-oriented. I'm really hands-on. I'm involved. Right, so I apologize if those are words you've used, but a little self-awareness goes a long ways, 
All right, micromanager, right? So micromanagement is a style. Why does that detract from respect? How about in the back? Looks like you, you got something you need to say. Do it, buddy. Do it. Uh, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll do an example. I will do an example of micromanagement. This is going to be the answer you'll give. Okay? Micromanagement actually tells you that you don't know your job. It tells you that I don't trust you. Okay, so there, I just gave you your answer, which was a good demonstration of micromanagement, right? So I got your back, buddy, okay? But come on, lunch is coming up. Just stay, stay just a little longer, all right? Okay, God. All right, old school mentality is this, this using a lot of biases. You know, like, uh, it's really interesting. I teach leadership for a living in high-risk environments. Our clients are police, fire, EMS across the world. And it is staggering, and yes, I'm going to go there, it is staggering that when it comes to a group work, if, and there's typically not a, a lot of females on the courses, but if they're doing group work and somebody needs to write on an easel, I'm not saying what happens, but I think we all know what happens. Phone rings during a simulation. Charmaine, do you want to grab that? You know, or whatever that looks like. So I'm not saying that that's even conscious. In fact, I'm saying it's not conscious. But the old school mentality is, you know, and young people, millennials, right? We'll talk about that here shortly. Millennials are not idiots, right? They are capable of functioning day to day. <laughs> They're going to function differently, maybe, maybe they're not. Okay, and we'll talk about that. But it brings that old school mentality into it, and it's the subconscious. That's the problem. Now, I will flip that around because I've also been in environments where it's a group work and there's one dude. You know what I find interesting? Let's say it's a group of six. The, uh, the ladies, God bless them, they look at the dude, they're like, you write it. And they throw the marker at him. What's interesting about that? You guys tell me. Reverse bias. Reverse bias. So how can we play that game now where, you know, it's either one, it can't be one, or it can't be this. We either acknowledge gender being an issue and let's, you know, reinforce it. Probably not the best option. But, or let's just say it really doesn't matter, truly, and walk the walk. Now, as leaders, these are things people are looking for, to you for is how do you treat different genders? How do you treat different cultures? How do you treat different ages? They're watching that. They really, really are. Now again, it's not always conscious, right? Like I don't walk into a team with a checklist of how, okay, uh, the Somali community. I'm gonna ask a question. So boss, what do you feel about the Somali community? Have the right answer, please. You know, that's not what happens. It's a subconscious thing where we're constantly evaluating. Do their values match mine? Right? That's important. So the old school mentality is using those biases an awful lot. Anyone know where this is from? Thank you. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time, right? So this is so, oh gosh. Um, 
the setup, it's a league, league of their own. So Tom Hanks, this is back in the 40s, I think, or something like that. Um, so he is brought in to coach this all-female baseball team. And he has an unhealthy conflict with one of the players, who's Madonna here. And he berates her, or he offers what he would consider constructive criticism. Right? I love that phrase. No such thing. But, and he turns around, and she's crying. So Tom Hanks turns around, and he's like, are you crying? Like, are you crying? There's no crying in baseball, right? So that's a leader that's not empathetic, right? So what is he telling her essentially? Yeah, he's telling her there's no crying in baseball. What's the meta point that he's bringing up? What, what standard is he setting? Your feelings aren't important. Exactly. Now, if I was to tell that to somebody 20 years ago, they would look at that and they'd be like, yeah, I don't even know why that's an example of toxic. Like, that makes no sense to me, right? <laughs> right, right. It, it, uh, you know what? I love my dad to death. He, no, no, I'm not hoping that that happens. But that's true. That is true. We are products of our environment, and that is just how a lot of times that worked, right? So, Again, depends on your audience, but there's also people in the environments that we work in that actually still do, like they use this. If all you have is a hammer, every problem is a what? Nail. It's a nail. If I don't know how to talk to somebody, I'm not going to talk to them. Or if I only intimidate, bully, and berate, like that's my number one tool for all conflict resolution, that's all I'm going to have. That's all I'm going to use. That's the old school. That's not, that drives results but it doesn't drive true results, right? So we want to get better. We want to get more efficient. We want empowered people. We want people that come into the job feeling respected, right? And that's the important part. Remember, we're going from position, PIO, getting into that expert, but ultimately we want to be respected.